0: members of the og army get those wallets unfolded coming up next on the other ground live stage prepare for an eargasm by passive j and big dalton
1: well good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the other ground live i'm passive j that's big dalton over there say hello ryan
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 20th, it is a Monday, and 51 years ago today, the U.S. government propagated the largest conspiracy of all time, they faked a moon landing.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> let's not get started on that kind of shit today, holy shit. Uh, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box, always glad to see you guys here. Uh, how'd your day go, Ryan? It was a Monday, it was a long day. Uh, it
0: is what it is however it, as i said before it is 51 years ago today that we did land on the moon and we did actually land on the moon so go marica
1: yeah yeah although i'd really love to have someone call call in to try to dispute that one because you know that's like a three minute google search um but probably not that if not that entertaining for show material uh as for myself i had a great day off Today was my Saturday. I didn't do shit almost the entire day. Uh, shit is actually the only thing I did. I picked up dog poop. That was, <laughs> that was the only chore I made for myself today. Uh, other than that, I sat on my ass and played video games all day long. I barely even did any show, re- show research. I only got like two topics. So uh, hopefully you've got some stuff or someone calls in because otherwise it's going to be a boring show.
0: Goddamn, damn pal your day off you have nothing else to do you sit around the house anyway and you couldn't come up with anything
1: for a show oh i've got two or three things uh i uh, you know i should be able to talk us along for a little while uh hopefully you got a couple things and who knows we might get a phone call or two right
0: i mean come on now i generally have about 10 minutes of prep time and i
1: can go a full hour that's right why do you think i don't bother to do anything man you got it covered man
0: Oh, yeah, one of these days I'm just going to up and quit. You're going to be twiddling your thumbs 10 minutes in.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know me. I can talk about nothing fucking all hour if I have to. It just won't be that entertaining. Uh, But anyways, what do you got?
0: Uh, So did you hear about the the reporter that got arrested in
1: Iowa? Oh, no, sir. Tell me more.
0: Yeah, so there's this reporter that was uh, arrested at one of the protests in Iowa uh, a good week or two ago. And... They just went to uh, kind of like a pretrial hearing and you'll be very interested in what the prosecution's excuse was for being unable to bring any evidence forward that was requested, like, you know, body cams or police reports or police
1: training material. Okay. um, Did I miss it? Did you speak uh, on what she was arrested for yet or did or is that upcoming?
0: Uh, it was whatever misdemeanors as part of, like, the protests.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, But so why, what was their excuse for not having any actual evidence for whatever this crime was?
0: Well, since the, the she's just being charged with misdemeanors, um, the prosecutions think that it would actually just be too much of an effort to uh,
1: bring forth that evidence, so they don't think they should have to do that. Too much of an effort. So basically, if the crime isn't serious enough, the prosecutors don't have to try very hard. Is that that the theory that they're trying to float here?
0: Yeah. So I think the theory that they're actually trying to float is that if the charges are low enough, they shouldn't actually have to prove that there was a crime at all.
1: Oh, well, that's a unique perspective to have on that. Uh, I don't think that's uh, legal uh, as far as that goes. You got to have some kind of evidence uh, of some nature. The cops just can't say and the prosecutors can't just say, yeah, they did it. Trust us um that doesn't work that way as far as i know
0: well apparently that's how they're trying to get it to work uh they just wanted to you know let the judge know that since this reporter had only been charged with misdemeanors the case was considered a low priority then to them and wasn't worth the time needed to provide the evidence that the defense requested
1: i i'm assuming that's just not going to go well for them did you is there any response from the judge yet
0: I don't think so, but I think if it's, you know, a judge that has any sort of moral code at all, they just immediately throw that out.
1: You would assume so if, uh, cause if I was a judge, I'm like, well, if you're not going to put the effort in, I'm not going to put the effort in case dismissed.
0: Well, and there's the whole thing innocent until proven guilty. Right. And if you cannot right. give any sort of discovery to the defense, all of a sudden it's not a fair trial, which means you have to throw it out. Right. Like that's, yeah, that's a
1: thing. A- yeah, I mean, that might even be what the cops are going for at this point. They might have uh, you know, brought her in on charges, decided that they didn't really have nothing and didn't want to go through the effort, and they're just like, well, oh, well, you know, maybe we'll get something out of it, but for the most part, we're just giving up. So, I mean, I guess that's a technique to use, I suppose.
0: It's not really a technique, though, because then you wouldn't even bring forth the charges. You would just let the
1: person go. Yeah, you would think so. So I don't know what they're they actually
0: thinking. They
1: brought this to trial. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what they're thinking. There's no way possible way that that's going to go their way they might, like you said, they should have just never brought up charges or just released them or, you know, dismissed the charges or whatever you call it when the cops charge somebody and then decide that they shouldn't have charged them.
0: Well, yeah, generally that just means they're just going to, you know, throw out the charges
1: and let you be on your way. Right, which is obviously what should have happened. But, oh, well. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's an absolute shit show. And just the balls of that prosecutor, that's, that's quite the argument to make in court.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's not the um, first time the uh, legal system has done the shady stuff. I have that for a topic later if we get around to it. Uh, but what else do you got, sir?
0: Um, hey, do you have any interest in vacationing in Uzbekistan?
1: Uzbekistan. Um, I'm going to admit my ignorance and say I don't know where that is exactly. I'm assuming it's one of those uh, Eastern Euro- European countries?
0: Uh, yeah, it's one of those one of those European countries in the Estan region.
1: Right. Okay, so, like, almost Middle East-ish, Middle East-ish, but not quite, huh?
0: Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, but they're doing something unique to, to drum up some tourism. Oh, what's that, sir? They will pay any visitor that contracts COVID-19 while they're there
1: $3,000 in U.S. dollars. Oh, is this a, I'm sorry, you got sick uh, kind of payment, or...? Um that's an, yeah, that's much. interesting. So
0: uh, so apparently to treat it in Uzbekistan it costs roughly $3000 US. So basically what they're saying is hey if you come vacation here and you get sick
1: we'll pay for it. Oh, um well, I don't suppose that's a horrible idea. People, anyone who's going to go on vacations, probably not all that worried about the COVID in the first place. Uh, I assume that's that's the reason tourism is down, because people who are concerned about it aren't going anyplace. So if you're not concerned about getting it, don't think it's a big deal or something like that, you would certainly uh, go ahead and go there um, just because you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to worry about the entire thing. On the other hand, if you're thinking you to get COVID, uh, and you would need that $3,000 payment to get over being sick, you wouldn't go in the first place. Uh, I mean, shit. I mean, I don't care if you're paying for my COVID stuff. I'm willing to bet the U.S. Me- uh, medical system's probably a little bit better than theirs.
0: So I, I wonder if you can loophole this some bitch, right? Because, like, the majority of the people that get COVID are completely asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people that just for some reason has gotten a test and you come back positive... You then just cash in your airline rewards points and uh, get a free trip to Uzbekistan and, and walk right back out with three grand in your pocket.
1: Oh, since you're not really sick, anyways, since you don't have any symptoms. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that, uh, that of course uh, has a lot of moral issues with uh, exposing like a shitload of people on your way to your uh, paycheck.
0: I mean, it's just Uzbekistan.
1: Well, come on! Yeah, all right. Apparently, Mr. uh, Barbs, we were we were going to have Mr. Kevin Barbers call in, but uh, I'm looking on the uh, chat box and saying he's having issues calling in. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to switch over to the thread and see what his issues are. Uh, Do 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 do. How do I call it? I can't down the lamp because my freaking phone is a piece of crap with not enough memory. Well, okay. You go ahead and talk for a second. Yeah, you go ahead and talk for a second there, uh, Ryan, while I give him the bad news. Well, this should be
0: interesting. So we have Passive J crushing the dreams of somebody else as opposed to Passive J's life crushing the dreams of Passive J. So this will be interesting. Also, what kind of phone does someone have that it cannot handle Podbean? From what I've gathered, this isn't necessarily like the most tech-heavy
1: application in the world. Well, isn't it like 30 meg or something like that to to run Podbean. it's it can't be it can't be a really big fucking uh um program i've never actually looked it up to see how big it was uh but my phone's only got like i want to say 16 gig of uh memory or 32 which means it actually has like 26 because you know they always use up part of it for your um internal memory shit you know processor shit um i mean i, I have one of those little slots to put it another um is it a mini SDS card or whatever it's called? Mini SIM. I can't remember what the name of it is, uh, but the uh, the little tiny uh, memory cards, but I didn't even bother to put it in because I don't need any more space.
0: Yeah, he must have like a super old piece of shit phone because that's just yeah, that's something I don't know how large it is because I don't have it on my phone because I am not calling into this thing if I'm on my phone. So there's that.
1: <laughs> Right, right. Which I might be trying. Uh, I will be honest with you guys. We might break the streak come August because uh, when I take my uh, couple days off for vacation, uh, I'd like to call in uh, on those days. You know, but my wife makes a pretty good argument that, that I should probably fucking do something else on my vacation for a couple days as well. So I don't know. What do you guys think? You think I should uh, call in during my vacation on the phone?
0: You you can't give one hour.
1: I that's my out thing. Of your I,
0: entire day. There's there's twenty four of them.
1: That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to be relaxing and maxing. But uh, on the other hand, you know, if we're in, if we if we want to go to dinner at 5:30, and you know, we're going to be in the middle of eating. So I don't. Know, I'm, I'll tell you what. Well, I'm going to try to plan it around so that I don't have to. So that I don't have anything going on during that hour. Um, I can't see why not. You know, uh, it's not like it shouldn't I
0: should not be eat. that hard. Again, it's it's one right. hour out of the entire day.
1: Right. See. So that's my plan. I'm planning just doing the show. Actually, I'd like to do the show on the beach. That Wouldn't that be cool? With like. On the other hand, maybe not with the wind whistling and shit like that might not be good for the show.
0: Well, I mean, is it really going to be that much worse than usual?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've never did the show on my phone. You, we might be uh, surprised to find out I sound like shit on the phone. That this, that the entire voice thing I have going is all equipment based.
0: Well, we know that's not the case. You had a pretty, pretty crappy microphone prior to this new setup and it didn't really sound all that
1: different. Right, right. Yeah. So I suppose so. But we'll, uh, we'll see how a phone goes. It's not like I don't talk on the phone all goddamn day long in my other job. So and they think I sound good. Oh, yeah. Fatty and Richard said I should get a guest host. That is an option, too. If we can find someone that can commit to those two days, that'd be cool, too, because if nothing else, it's fun every once in a while to switch it up. Uh, it'd be, see, it, but it, we'd have to be someone who can commit to the whole hour as opposed to our random call-ins like we normally get. So if we can find a guest host, that's awesome. I'd I'd rather do that because I do want to spend time with my wife and vacation and stuff. But I'm not going to leave Big Dalton hanging to try to do a show by himself either.
0: Yeah, we already saw
1: how that went. That was an interesting 45 minutes of me rambling. (laughs) It is not easy. I've did that before. I've done whole shows by myself um, on several occasions uh, among the different podcasts I've done over the years. And even if you have like an entire slate full of things to talk about, it's really hard to talk to yourself for an hour. I imagine it's probably slightly easier for you because you had the chat box going. Uh, the times I've tried it, I didn't have anything at all. I felt like I was basically just talking to air you know, out there in space without getting any um, feedback back about how I was doing, which made it for an odd show. I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, now see, I, I could put something together where I could yap for an hour, but it's something that I would need more than the three minutes notice of hey, Jay is trying to get in but can't
1: right right, yeah yeah that's uh that's uh um how i felt like on the occasions you had to miss it i only did it for like 10 minutes or so before sly or somebody else called in to help me do the show um and uh, fatty saying i have to at least call in so that uh, the streak is intact which is true i i feel bad if i didn't at least call in for a couple minutes so i'm definitely gonna commit to that even if we get a guest guest host um Shit, you try to get a couple. It's uh, Sly is gr- uh, good at it. If you can get Sly t- and Tenor, it's, fuck, there's the entire show right there. You don't even need topics between the three of you guys. <laughs> Quite possibly. We'll see, yeah. though. We we still have a, a while till this happens. Right, right. Almost a month. God, it's a whole month. It, it's it's silly because it's fucking two days you know, that I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm taking one day off from work. I'm taking off Sunday. Uh, unlike most years, I actually have Mondays and Tuesdays off most of the year now, most of the time now, as opposed to previous years where I worked six days a week and occasionally seven, uh, I'm still working overtime cause I'm there a lot because, you know, cause I'm there so early to check people in and I still work to my normal time. So I'm still putting in a lot of hours, but not quite as much as I normally do.
0: Well, yeah, we ho- we heard about your entire,
1: you know, ideas on the rest of the year. So yeah, you, uh, Sure. Hmm. (laughs) Well, I, when literally I'm taking off one day this year, that's, uh, my entire entirety. I'm the rest of it. I'm saving up to cash in at the end of the year. I'm lucky enough that, uh, any unused vacation and personal days I have, they let me cash in if I don't use them because they'd rather me not take vacations. So if, if I'd rather turn them in for money, they're perfectly happy with that.
0: Well, there you go. At least you have, you know, whatever, whatever is going to happen. I mean, the least you can do is just prepare as you can and having a backlog yeah. of a vacation. That's
1: at least something, right? Right. I don't know how common that is. Can you do that at your job? If you don't use your vacation days, can you turn them in or you, or is it use them or lose them?
0: Uh, no, we can carry. I think we can carry over like one or two weeks. I don't remember how much, but it's not all of it.
1: Or right. Oh, so you can carry it on to the next year or something like that, huh?
0: Yeah, we don't have like a a cash out per se, because that would be kind of a ridiculous chunk of money for anybody that's been there for a while. Right, Generally, Generally, I get to the point where like, the way I actually do it is a lot of times I'll front load it into the beginning of the year a little bit. Like whatever I carry over, I end up taking like during January, just kind of get it out of the way, not track it. And then I'm also one of those people that half the time like basically doesn't
1: work for the, the month of December. Right, right. See, and I get uh, three weeks of paid vacation and six personal days. So it's a fair amount of uh, a time that I have um, I, here. Unfortunately, since I'm not a union person next year, I'm probably going to get screwed out of a, uh, another week of uh, uh, paid vacation time. The union people there after 16 years, because um, this is during I am on my 16th year right now. So after I finish my 16th year, if I was a union person, I would get a fourth week of uh, vacation. For some for some reason or another the non-union people uh top out at three i might get that anyways because uh my bosses tend to give me the union benefits anyways but in the employee handbook they don't have to so we'll see how that goes
0: man i tell you what you already getting two months off and having like that much vacation mm-hmm. you have but you have a pretty cushy there jay
1: yeah. Well, I don't, you know, I don't get paid for the two months off and I don't take my time off. So yeah, that's kind of how I don't get me wrong. My job is not horrible. Um, there are advantages and disadvantages to the way it's set up, but, uh, you know, either way, uh, it's not like I have uh, any choice about my job at this point. It's pretty much my career. If, uh, I plan for it to be my career for for the foreseeable future. So it, I'm just lucky that it's not a horrible job. It doesn't pay a ton, but the benefits are pretty good.
0: Well good for you. I'm planning on this being my career, so I'm gonna need you to get your crap together, have things ready to go, have you out there pouring yourself on the Twitters and other social medias and get this thing popping there, Jay.
1: I am working on it, sir. So it's funny, I went to go post that we're gonna start in two minutes. I accidentally posted the wrong leak link, deleted it, and then saw that you posted the on uh, posted it instead. Although you did the YouTube thing and I was going for the podbean one. I
0: know, like, I'm the one that's working all day, and I'm already on top of this stuff. Come on, Jay. Come on. Need you to get together here. You're <laughs> supposed to be the podcast professional.
1: Oh, God, I know. I'm Isn't just that long a sad... for the ride. That is a sad commentary on my life that I am kind of a podcast professional just because I've been doing it so long with very little success, but still, but yeah, I started back in fucking 2007 podcasting when it was like me and like four other people. And that's not that much of an exaggeration. If you look back on it, very very few people were podcasting in 2007. And think the rest of them became millionaires. Yeah, I know. How do you think that makes me feel? I'm like, well, goddamn, dude, I had an inherent advantage over everybody else, uh, and I still could do nothing with it. Oh, let's see, we got a caller. This is not the caller we were waiting on, but he, we might take uh, his calls just for shits and giggles. Why not? Well, hello there, sir. What can we do for you today? Yeah, yeah, we don't do calls for music right now. Uh, Call back if you actually have something to say. Uh, But regardless, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into my stupid fucking topics? And apparently we're going to be... I was uh, going to headbang to those bagpipes. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh look, we actually have another caller. Let's see how that goes. Oh, hello sir. What can we do for you today? What's up my friend? Can you hear me? I certainly can. Is this the world famous Kevin Barber's? uh i don't know about world's famous i'm more just part of the world just as we all are you know what i'm saying well you are certainly you og famous my friend glad to have you on how you doing today sir <sighs> i'm doing good man i appreciate the opportunity I, I was looking over all the all your um all the
2: podcast episodes that you have i see that you have almost what, 150 of them
1: yeah in between our in between our regular episodes our uh, and our fight companions we're up to about 150 hours of uh, content so far that's freaking incredible. Yeah, well, we do it every goddamn day, so it, it adds up pretty quick.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I've been I've been trying to start one for a while, and, I, you know, getting my feet wet and getting my feet on the ground to start one. It's not easy, you know, to get viewers and, and to just start it. As you know, in life, you know, the, the hardest thing is starting it, so I appreciate mm-hmm. you uh, getting me on, man. Oh, yeah, well, sure, step man. Step
0: you... do it. Step two, keep doing it. Step three, all of a sudden, you're 150 episodes in talking about nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you, hey. if you ever need any advice on how to start one or, or the equipment or any of the setup, feel free to ask me about it. Uh, I have no problem at all. Uh, there's a million podcasts out there, so it's not like we have to worry about competition. Everyone has a podcast. It's actually easier just to find out about the people that don't have a podcast because everyone has one now.
2: Now, is this the only uh, platform you guys are on right here, the Podbean?
1: No, we're we're also available on iTunes and Spotify, and we have a YouTube channel as well.
2: Oh, okay, no doubt. Oh, oh, this is it's on it's live on YouTube and iTunes and uh, and all that right now as well. Or? Well, it's it's so live
1: it's... right now on Spotify and on YouTube, and then after it's been after it's been recorded at the end of the episode, it goes up onto uh, Spotify, iTunes, and also on Podbean as well. So the, so people can download. Uh... Uh, so in addition to listening live, people at, that cannot catch the show live can download it later and listen to it at their own pleasure.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Now, this is number two podcast in the world behind Joe Rogan, right? We're working on it. <laughs> Joe's going to get
1: uh, a on us, that's but we're going to we catch are. up on him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> man, I think you're on your way. I mean, a lot of people go to the other, uh, the other ground, the underground, whatever. whatever. I know it's the other ground, but man, what does it say? Three, four hundred, 4.8 thousand people are
1: subscribed to this? Is that what it is? Something like that. That sounds like a good number, yes. Man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what our numbers are actually. I haven't looked. I haven't looked up the stats in a while. We're doing not We're not doing bad for a podcast that's only four months old. I'm happy with our numbers. Uh, check check back with with us in a year, and then uh, we'll be able to tell more about how successful we are.
2: Oh, 100 percent, man. You, I think you have the longest reigning uh, thread so far in the other ground, right?
1: I mean, right oh, now. God, no. Oh god, no. That's not even. It doesn't even come close to the uh, post a funny picture thread. That thing's fucking. Like more than a decade old, and, and so many goddamn posts on it. It's amazing, but we're working on it. So, yeah. sir, um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, for those that aren't unaware of uh, how you got to, to be known on the other ground,
2: man, I, I, I've always been a big fan of of mixed martial arts, obviously, and <laughs> I've always been I've always been a long time lurker, and I know there's a lot of ball busters on the other ground, and you know I kind of wanted to jump in, but I never wanted to really. I never knew exactly why to jump in, you know, obviously to join the conversation and talk, but I wanted to go there with a purpose, you know, so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I broke up, me and my, I was in a long term, not a long term, but, you know, a couple of years, I guess a long term for me, it was actually my first relationship and I, uh, we broke up and, you know, I, I fell into depression and I started, I started, uh, you know, I started running every day after I finally got out of the depression, I started putting out videos and, man, I I used what I could to heal myself, you know, and that was, Mm -hmm. it's funny because I've heard people say, you know, I hate, I hate when people use social media as a, um, as therapy and that's exactly what I did, you know? And I mean, right now this is your therapy in a way, No.
1: Yeah, in certain ways, yeah, uh, I do use this as a pressure valve and to relieve stress in my life. Although sometimes it adds stress to my life. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, uh, interacting with people and may, and trying to make people laugh and entertaining them is what makes me happy. So the mm. the podcast in general makes me happy because I'm trying to entertain people.
2: Man, entertainment—that's what I'm. You know, that's what I try to be all about. I'm not always the most entertaining person. I'm more like uh, you know. I, I entertain in, in other reasons, I guess, you know, like if people want to laugh at me, it's all good. You know I'm saying? Like entertainment, there's many forms of entertainment. So it's mm-hmm. like when I first started, you know, on the other ground and I first started like posting, like, man, my open mics, I look back on them now, Jay, and they are terrible. You know? Well,
1: well that's all right. That's how you get better. You know, uh, if you want to go back and listen to um, some of the podcasts I did like a decade ago or some shit like that and listen to them, they're not very good. Um, mm. so that's, but that's how you get better by putting yourself out there and being willing to accept that criticism, both good, good natured and bad natured. Uh, and that's how you improve in life. So there's certainly nothing wrong with looking back on it, and not being happy on it, happy about your mm. uh, performance. It'd be kind of weird if you were happy with it. Cause you, as you grow and get better, you're going to look back on your stuff and go, Oh, that wasn't very good.
0: More well, that's the, the story. St- everybody sucks until they don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right, <laughs> right? <laughs> right.
2: Yep. Well, that's the funny thing about growth is you don't necessarily know you're growing in the process of what you're doing until you can look back on it, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, there's, you know, uh, there, a good analog is, uh, working out and lifting weights or whatever type you work out, uh, whatever type of way you work out when you're doing it, you don't notice your progress. Cause it's so slow and little bit by bit by bit by bit. But then you look back from six months perspective and you're like, wow, I look much better than I did or I can, or I'm much stronger or I, I can run much farther or whatever your workout is. It's never a giant leap all at once.
0: Well, unless you get programming by me, and then Jay's got cannons. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm happy happy with my progress. I'm not going to lie. But there's still (laughs) a lot of work to do. Hey, you
2: know what's funny, uh, Jay, is when I first started posting, everyone was like, and I didn't really, I've seen, when I was lurking, I seen you. I don't know if you, like, we kind of took the same approach. as, Like I was saying earlier, you know, we use it as as our therapy. But people were calling me you. They thought I was you under a different name or something. (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was surprising. You probably got called Home Slice a whole bunch at first, too.
2: Home Slice, yeah, Home Slice, Passive J. There were people, the, people thought I was like running around with five or six different names and talking to myself. Like, why would I do that?
1: There are people on there that do that. There's people on there that have multiple accounts and it's like a game to them. Like they, and they want to be, they want, they want to put out this impression of like they're one person when they have four or five different accounts. Sometimes they actually respond to each other, like uh, Steve and Bob's, Oh, Steve, that's a great idea. Yeah, Bob, that's is a great idea. And it's fucking weird, but some people enjoy doing that. And, And as long as they're not trying to hurt people, I guess it's harmless.
2: Right, but you know what it was? There were people doing that to me to make it look like I was the one doing it. like <laughs> I, I didn't get it. you know, I really didn't get it. you know like yeah, I don't yeah, even know who like these people deal. are like I don't I think one guy was like Richard Bannister, and one dude was like his name's Dick Bandit, and I thought that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> oh, there are some really funny names on the OG. Uh, nothing comes to mind at at the moment, but uh, there's just some real comedians on the OG in general uh. Uh, nothing i see funny posts all the time uh it's funny the og has a very varied uh people there like from all walks of life all different types of careers uh it's uh, the great melting pot you know that everyone thinks the united states is that's exactly what the og is
2: mm. dude the og is a beautiful place you know like it's it's been blessed with so many appearances i mean mark hunt i remember mark hunt posted on here a few times joe Rogan used to be on here all the time no
1: mm-hmm. yep Oh, like. There's all kinds of cool people on there. Uh, Pat Militich posts every once in a while, uh, all kinds of different MMA. I've seen Ben Saunders on there. Uh, uh my friend Roxanne posts on there occasionally. There's mm. all kinds of MMA people. Apparently, like there's uh, celebrities that are on there, like John Patrick Fl- Flannery. I think I have his name right. He was uh, in a couple movies, apparently. Uh, uh Boondock Saints and some other ones. Uh, he posts on there occasionally. He actually popped onto our show the first or second episode and i had no clue who the fuck he was so i just thought he was a <laughs> random call. i thought he was just a random caller so he's like hey i'm calling to support your show i'm like yay thanks whoever the fuck You're you the are the only
0: person ever to call in or ever to take the call of somebody you know named sean flannery who had the username of sean flannery uh-huh. and then you asked who they were
1: oh well, yeah because i i didn't well because i didn't know for one thing i didn't know he was a famous person so i didn't know if he was using the same uh username on the og as he was here because i didn't know that he was anybody special and most people don't use their real name on the og so it was a logical question not knowing who he was so he was what? like oh uh, yeah that's me on the og i'm like oh okay <laughs> well, i got well, told afterwards who he was
2: let me ask you guys a question what inspired you to uh to start this podcast
1: uh well there's a gentleman there was a named thread, Brad, right yeah yeah there's a thread someone yeah. said that they uh, sh- that we there should be an og podcast uh, a gentleman named Grad that used to uh, call in quite a bit. Uh, at one point, uh, he made a thread about how there should be an OG podcast, and he actually sent me a message saying that I should look at that thread and possibly think about doing it. And since I since I'd done podcasting for a while, I was up for it. But I also had said, "Hey, is there anybody else that wants to do this? This isn't just me. It's, you know, I'm not the entire OG." Uh, a couple other people expressed interest in doing it, but no one else got up off their ass and did it. And that's mm. how, uh, and that's how Ryan uh, became part of the show on the same thread. He goes, yeah, I'll do the show with you. Cause I said, uh, I, I said, I'd be perfectly willing to do the show, but I'm not doing a solo show. They're too hard. I need a, some, uh, a co-host and Ryan mm. was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that shit. And here we go. Ryan. Now Pastor Jay, J. I know you now, Ryan,
2: Ryan, you, you have a red name, don't you? I think I seen you post, uh, something that I said the other day you had said something. No.
0: No, I definitely don't have a red name. Uh I think it's technically a blue name. I technically have a green name cuz I used to fight. But uh oh. yeah, I don't I if I showed it, up as red somewhere, that's super weird. Yeah, he is, he is <laughs> R.C
1: on the uh, OG as well as what you see as his screen name. His real name is Ryan, we call him Big Dalton cuz he's a he used to be a bouncer, but he's not small, so he's big. It's big Dalton. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no that's
0: doubt. a story. No doubt. <laughs> so, that's what's so up. Tell-
1: So tell us about uh, your entire thing with America's Got Talent. If I understand correctly, you uh, applied to be on the show and got a couple stages in. Uh,
2: Yeah, man. I I went on, and there were 1,500 people in New York that tried out. And out of those 1,500 people, 32 of them got a second audition. So 1,500 people got one audition in front of one uh, judge, one producer. And, you know, you get a minute. Some, some people were even telling me they only got 30 seconds, which I felt bad for. And, um, yeah, so I was the last one out of, uh, you know, they, they called in 20 people to one room and you know, everyone's auditioning in the, in the one room, you wait like five hours, you wait five hours in the big audition room until they call, uh, you know, 20 people into, um, you know, your room where you're going to audition. So you go in with the 20 people and all these people audition. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, did they forget about me? You know, so these 19 people they audition and then boom, finally they're like Kevin Barber and I did my little aces stomping out. Hey, look, my made it thing, which is completely crazy that I thought that would be a good act, but that's that's a story for another day. Um, and yeah, and he said he said everyone everyone can leave, but Kevin, you made it to the next round. I was like, holy shit, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I almost started crying. And this was after like three times of messing up. So I played it. I, I started my little motivational spiel. Um, I, I gave the guy my phone. I said, play, play the music when I say, let's have some fun. And he goes to play the music, and his, 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 uh, his music thing, whatever he was using, it was on mute. So when my music started playing, it was like five seconds too late. I was like, oh, my God, I screwed it up. Uh-huh. And, then I, and then, no, you know what? That was the second time. The first time I forgot to give him my phone. For him to play the music, it was a train wreck. It was a complete train wreck. But I got it to the second round, and then I, I do my audition in front of the three three judges, and I start doing it. And my belt, I have a, a I had a championship belt in my pants, and before I was waiting for my second audition, I was laying down like almost like sleeping, waiting for them to call my name again. And my shirt was like loose, so when I went to go do my second audition. I, when I was stomping out the evil, my freaking belt fell out of my pants. It fell out of my shirt. So, <laughs> so they were like, what the fuck? So when it, when it got time to raise my belt, I looked at the ground. I'm like, oh, my God, it's on the fucking ground. So I pick up my belt, and I just raise it. Like, that was part of the thing. And three, I think three of the judges really liked me, but there was this kind of, like, douchey judge and he's like, uh, okay. He's like, why are you stepping on the flowers? And I was, and I looked at the other three judges and they, they knew why I was stepping on the flowers, you know, like I was stomping out the evil, the garden of evil. Mm-hmm. And, but they didn't say nothing because this guy was like the head honcho. So he, they didn't want to like step on his toes. But, but I looked at them all in their face and they gave me that look like, yeah, I know that you were stomping out the evil. And I said, yeah, I was stomping out the evil. And they kind of like shook their head. And he was like, oh, okay. And, um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I didn't give them a good vibe or, or, or what. I don't know if that little interaction. Or the fact that the, the, the act is just laughable. Maybe they saved me. I think they even saved me from not putting me on, to be honest.
1: Well, so. yeah, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, uh, you, you had a great idea. I, there's nothing wrong with the concept of what you were doing. And I don't see anything wrong with the execution, really. It just probably wasn't the type of thing that they were looking for um would it would have went well over alive i don't know you never know it's there's so many things that people put out there that catch fire without you really thinking that it would so there's there's an entire possible possibility that you could have went on the show and did well i mean we'll never know because you know that one guy decided that it wasn't for you but you know there's nothing wrong with trying dude now, Jay. No. Now,
0: give your story of the time you tried out for RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Smartass. Uh, yeah, no, I've never tried out for any kind of show or anything like that. Um, that's not really my thing. I, I do podcasting and voiceovers for commercials and shit like that when I can get to work. Um, I'm not. I'm not. a, Definitely not a uh, in front of a camera type of person. I imagine. You guys what, what I thought. You
2: like. What I thought the funniest part is is someone from the underground said that that was a. uh, that talent that that act wouldn't win a fifth grade talent
1: show oh, well there's a lot of very mean people on the og too uh, as as i can attest hey, to hey there are uh, some
0: very talented fifth graders so you
1: know <laughs> come on man yeah, okay. um, yeah yeah so yeah so well that's a good story though dude i mean if, if nothing else you got a, a great story out of it that you'll be able to tell people for years about how you auditioned for uh, america's got talent you know, yeah, it could man, be worse. It's... You could be one of those people that like addition to be on the Ultimate Fighter, and just, you know, and their entirety of their uh, time on the Ultimate Fighter was going to the uh, first fight and getting your ass kicked and not even getting in the house. So mm. it could have been worse, sir. <laughs> you, man, man, let's you talk know. about Joe
2: Duffy for a second. What
1: what has happened to Joe Duffy? Did you see Joe Duffy's performance this weekend? Uh, no, I didn't catch it, but I did hear that he retired though. Man, that guy, I
2: swear, that guy is the most talented, one of the most talented 155s in the world, and I feel
1: he he broke mentally somewhere along the line. He, well, he's had a very long career, and after a while, for some people, I guess maybe right in the middle of the fight, he decided it just wasn't fucking worth it anymore. I don't know, Ryan, yeah. what do you think?
0: Yeah, he's just one of those guys, yeah, he just never, never got to where he should have been. But, I mean, there's there's been a lot of guys like that. I think the one big ones, like uh, Dave Terrell.
2: Yep, he's one yeah, for Dave. sure. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I'll David really- Loazzo.
2: What about David Loazzo? You think he was oh. kind of one that never met his potential?
0: Uh, he got pretty far, but, like, that was one of the most lopsided UFC championship fights in history. Rich <laughs> Franklin, right? Was that Rich Franklin? Yeah, I think like one of the judges gave it to Franklin like thirty to twenty three.
1: Oh Jesus! Holy shit.
0: And that's before they even really gave out 10-8s. Right, Jeez.
1: right. Richard Gere is men- mentoring Gaslam. Uh, his well, his career is not over yet, but it, it's starting to look like he might ever might not ever reach his potential, mostly because he can't put down the fork. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's another one, man. Guy, I thought he had that. I thought he was going to have that fight in the bag, and you know, he caught. I caught in a leg lock. You know, you you don't know what could have happened after that fight. I mean, after you know, if that didn't happen, but that that's that's a shame.
1: Yeah, and then you have those fighters that it's not that they don't achieve their potential, but it's just that they're. Not quite good enough. And I hate to say that because yeah, I hate judging other people. But like Ben Saunders. Ben Saunders is one of my favorite fighters of all time. Uh, I love watching him fight. He's a cool dude. I've talked to him a little bit on Twitter. And he's just never really made it until that very upper level. He's always just like the above average fighter, but not quite elite. And I don't know why. He had all kinds of tools. He's very good. He doesn't have like any weak spots in his game, but he could never just quite reach the top.
2: Yeah, his chin definitely, uh, his chin definitely is not the strongest of of chins, you know.
1: Yeah, not anymore. I don't know if it was always like that, and he just was able to protect it better, or maybe he slowed down just a little bit as he got older to the point where people were able to catch him better. But man, I, I some watching some of his fights, he brutalized fucking people with knees in that Muay Thai clinch. With knees, and yeah, he had a
2: good ground game, too. I remember when he came back to the UFC and hit that guy with a freaking, what, Oma, Oma, was it an omoplak or Oma Plot? Yeah, uh, yeah
1: Yeah. Was that it? At, for, at the time, was uh, or was it an anaconda choke? Uh, what At the no. time, he was the first person to hit it. Uh, it was I think
2: it was an omoplak. Oh, it was an Oma it was Yeah, it was an omoplak. It was a shoulder lock.
1: Yeah, yeah. he Yeah, he's good. I, I don't know if he's got a black belt, but he's got to be getting close at this point. Mm, and wow. you know, he, he just never got quite to the top. Yeah. What about Nick Diaz? you think Nick Diaz will ever come back or no? No, I doubt it at this point. He, I mean, he, he, I, I know he still probably keeps in shape because I know he likes to do like triathlons and marathons and shit like that. But mm-hmm. I, as far as I know, he's not actively training to fight at all, and that's the sort of stuff that you have to keep active because you know those type of skills that deteriorate pretty quick. Yeah. what do you don't think even know
0: if he ever paid his fines? Like I thought oh, that yeah? was one of the oh, things he wasn't paying his uh, Nevada fines.
1: Oh also, man. yeah. Yeah, and if Nevada won't license you, pretty much all the other boards go along with that as well.
2: I hope he's doing it right because I know he's partying it up. I see his Instagram every once in a while, and he is partying it up. I think he's getting paid more not to fight.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, what What do you mean? I don't know where he'd be getting a source of income. I mean, I I think uh, I think. Well, right now I know
2: you're right. Right now he's probably not getting paid, but at one point I know he was getting paid for uh, like pool parties and 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 and, and cl- nightclub appearances.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I heard something about that—that that he was getting paid just to show up and party because uh, these clubs want high-profile people, profile people there.
2: Mm. Who do you think Nate should fight next?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, that guy's getting on the tail end of his career as well. I mean, he still fights at mm. a high level, but I'm—he's one of those people that I don't think is ever going to get a championship belt. He's just not quite good enough as uh, well, with fight him...
0: Next. Yeah. Like the only, there's only two people he can fight because he's only going to fight for a certain price. And the only two people you're going to be able to justify it with is either Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal. That's it. Oh. Those are the two oh. choices.
2: Man, the people that said that Nate was coming on strong in that fight. I, I disagree. Do you guys, did you guys agree with that sentiment? I mean, the, before uh, the cut was... happened, the, the Masvidal fight. I mean, I saw Maz win in that fight all day. If that fight didn't get stopped.
0: Yeah, so Jorge was definitely taking the fight. Um, if you look at Diaz with the cardio that those kids have coming out there in the last round or two, I, it would have been a better showing, but the only way he was going to win that fight is if he finished Masvidal, and it didn't look like that was going to happen.
1: Mm. Yeah, because Nate's never going to knock anybody out. Does he have any knockouts? Uh, Ray Maynard. Maynard. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah so okay. he,
0: the Diaz brothers are more of the accumulation fight stoppage than just the hard knockout.
1: Right. So it's very
0: right. far far and few between. But if he starts putting it on someone, like that's also when they turn into the panic wrestler like Connor did. Mm. And he'll just wrap them up.
1: Yeah. He, Nate's so much fun to watch fight. Yeah. Oh, I, I love see, Nate. One of my favorite fight memories ever was when he had uh who was it? Uh, um, the guy, the, I know the what you guy. With, Kurt Kurt Pellegrino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he ran up in that <laughs> fucking uh, triangle and fucking flipped off the crowd because he knew he had that shit. He flexed and shit. I was like, that is so fucking boss. <laughs> well, when he
2: fought Benson Henderson, he did the same thing and it was on Fox and they bleeped it out. He started flicking Benson Henderson off.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, oh, another next guy. Time. There's another guy that I expected to do better. Uh, Henderson. I mean, obviously, he's had a great career, but later on in his career, it seemed like he dropped off really quick.
2: Yeah, I don't know what happened to Benson. I mean, he's still a beast. Don't get me wrong, Benson's still yeah. a beast. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe the weight cuts started getting to him. He cuts a lot of weight, that guy.
1: Yeah, he he was pretty buff. He looked like Tarzan. They're like if you, gave, you know, wanted me to have a mental image of what Tarzan looked, that'd be that. But Benson Henderson, I could totally see him in the jungle, you know, with, with the loincloth <laughs> <laughs> and outrageous. shit. Oh shit! Come on, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
2: let's say Benson Henderson. He'd be fucking Jorge. He'd be fucking Gamebred. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you look at Game Bread, the moves he's making now, and Benson never got that love, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 true. Oh, he was the receiving end of the of the one of the best highlights in of all time like the showtime <laughs> kick.
2: True, but I mean he, he came back with a vengeance. He started, you know, he won the what first five his first four or five UFC fights, got a tighter shot, he held the bell for three or four fights. It's yeah. Benson, you know, he, he had a great run, you know. Yeah,
0: is he retired now? Is he still fighting?
2: Yeah, he's he still fighting.
0: Bellator and he just hasn't done well at all.
2: I oh, think he's yeah. getting a rematch. I think he's gonna rematch with uh with Chandler. Because the first Chandler fight, he got two he's already had two title shots in uh in Bellator. He fought Andre Kuroshkoff, and Kurushkoff is a monster. Kurzkoff I was actually at that fight at Foxwoods, he uh, was in a Foxwoods or Mohegan a few years ago. And uh, and yeah, Kuroshkoff just dominated him. Better striking, you know, the size. The power, the speed—he just dominated them. And then, uh, and then I think he fought one more time and won. And then he fought Chandler, and that was a great fight. Uh, uh, Benson actually ended up coming on strong in the last few rounds, and then they gave it to Chandler. It could have went either way, to be honest. If you go back and watch that fight, so they're having a rematch.
1: Hmm. Oh, well, let me ask you something: Who who do you think is your favorite fighter uh, all time? Not just active from you know of any uh, era.
2: Man, well, at one time, it was Conor. You know, it was definitely Conor. I mean, I, I remember when he fought Marcus Brimage, and I was like, wow, this guy's going to be a freaking beast. And long and behold, he became a beast. But, I mean, I was a huge fan of Junior Dos Santos when he was coming up. I love Junior. You know, he was just knocking sure. dudes out. And then, when it's crazy because the more you see people fight, the more weaknesses you have seen you see in, in a fighter. And, you know, the one weakness I always notice in Junior is that when he gets trapped against the cage, he he does not know how to circle off the cage. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that. He kind of, like, just, like, runs, and and it's hurt him. It hurt him against Stipe in the second fight. It hurt him against Kane. It hurt him against uh, Nagano recently. You know, he's just never learned to circle off that cage
1: right I, he t- he tend if he, when he's moving forward he does awesome when he can't move forward and he and the the op- opposing fighter is able to put pressure on him he just doesn't do well
2: yeah oh i forgot my my favorite fighter actually just came to my head i've been a fan of this guy since uh he first got i, I first became a fan of this guy when he knocked out brendan Schaub. could you could you think of who that is
1: <laughs> you talking about I, no no offense
2: to brendan Schaub. i love brendan Schaub. but man Fucking Ben Rothwell, I love that motherfucker. <laughs>
1: he's <laughs> he's a funny guy. Uh, I, I I like his attitude about fighting. Uh, he's definitely one of the more old school fighters as far as his attitude goes. Uh, he's a horrible dancer, but we we will we will hold that against him. <laughs>
2: Man, the- I I love Rothwell because he. I remember he uh, he knocked out Shab, and then he fought Gonzaga, and Gonzaga choked him out. But I'm like, no, I still like this guy. And then he fought, um, and then he fought Mark Hunt in just the ugliest fight in the, I think, of history of MMA. And then, yeah. uh, and then he started bouncing back. He fought Overeem, he knocked out Overeem. Then he fought Josh Barnett, choked him out. Fought Mitrione, choked him out. And then he was going against Junior, and I thought he was going to beat Junior, and Junior just dominated him.
1: Yeah, and those are some good names. Um, you know Overeem, you don't get much bigger in the heavyweight division as far as a name to beat. Uh, Matt Mitrione, he's a good guy, by the way. I talk to him on Twitter occasionally. Uh, he's not—that's not a bad win. He—he's—he was oh. never going to be a champ, but he was a lot better than people gave him credit for. Yeah, I like—I like, I like Mihaz. Mihaz the fucking yeah. man. Yeah, He's—he's yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's a funny guy, dude. Uh, man, you know, what happened I, to Sean McCorkle? I don't know, dude. I see him post on the fucking UG uh, every once in a great while, but I haven't heard anything about him as far as a fight career. I think he's retired. I assume.
2: I like McCorkle. He's funny he's,
1: shit. Yeah, he's a funny guy, dude. Uh, <laughs> his re- his review. Uh, have you ever seen his review of uh, Matt? Uh, um, oh, Matt, Matt Hughes. I read a
2: little. Yeah, yeah, I think I did see a little bit of that. He really totally bashed him. No.
1: Yeah, it was fucking funny as fuck. Uh, you <laughs> know, uh, it just, hit, just his review of the book. Maybe me want to go out and buy the book so I could, you know, get the jokes more fully because he fucking roasted that thing. It was amazing. <laughs>
2: Man, that's the funny thing about life, man. You can make mistakes in life. And, like, I think I I read some of that and, and, you know, the things Matt Hughes did. I don't know. What did he, like, choke animals or something? He beat up his girl or some shit. He did some shit that, you know, you look back on it. You're like, that's some horrible shit. But you look at Matt Hughes now and you, like, you almost feel bad for him. You know, he got into that accident, former UFC champ. You know, it's like, what do you think about these people, you know, in the present moment that did do stupid shit in
0: the past? Well, it, but at what point is it karma? Oh, yeah. Like I don't want to yeah. be that guy, but like at a certain point, if you are that much of a piece of shit, and then you end up getting hit by a train, like should people feel that bad? Yeah, I that's... I do
1: still. I do still. Um, I could because it's one thing to be a shitty person to people over your whole life. Um, and you know, I don't think, I think there should be re- repercussions for that, but certainly I don't think it's something like being hit by a train and having your life physically wrecked. Um, I don't wish that on anybody, regardless of how much of an asshole they are, but yeah. you do make a good point that some, to, you know, uh, some maybe if maybe karma is real, you know, if it, if karma is real, maybe that's why that happened. Uh, who knows? Um, but it makes me feel bad regardless. I don't want, I don't want anybody to be, uh, like in that kind of position really.
2: Yeah, I mean, life's funny, man. I mean, you look at someone like like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is loved these days, you know. He's an older man. He's grown. He's been through some shit. But when he was younger, he used to fricking punch old ladies in the head and take their purse, you know. Yeah, you know. But that yeah, was yeah, when yeah. he was, you know. It's like I,
1: I don't know. Life's crazy, man. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, we got a call, guys. Let's let's go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, oh, we missed him. Sorry, whoever is calling in, I didn't move quick enough. Uh, well, can we'll you, get a couple, you can
2: get it you can get a few people on one on one line is
1: that oh, how it works oh yeah dude i we can i could add four more people no five more people in addition to you. you we can have in between me uh ryan and everybody else like eight eight people all together no that shit would be, that would be quite hectic uh, i think the most we've ever done is had three other people on besides me and uh, ryan and that was kind of hectic but yeah you could do it in gigantic conference call uh style podcast if you really wanted to
2: hey if joe rogan can do it we can do it you know joe Rogan yeah. has like four guests on sometimes and when it's, yeah, it's like yeah. hectic it'll be like him shop those are the best podcasts and when it's rogan shop uh eddie bravo joey diaz brian callen i just think that's that's like the best group right there
1: yeah yeah they uh they have had some fun episodes and Joe is really good at basically drawing, you know, when he has guests on, that's when his best shows are, I think, the ones where he has special guests, because he's pretty good at drawing people out and getting them talking, because some of his guests, while they're interesting people, they're not really socially uh, out there, they're not you know, extroverted, and he's really good at you know, getting the introverts and regular people to open up and give good stories and such.
2: Well, there was a time when he was supposed to get Nick
1: Diaz on there, and, it yeah, just never, uh, and never materialized. Yeah, which is surprising. Well, actually, not that surprising. Uh, Nick and (laughs) Nate don't really seem like they're podcast-type people anyways. Some people aren't. uh, I will say it
0: is kind of surprising just by, you know, Nick Diaz giving one of the greatest shout-outs for the Rogan podcast of anybody in history. (laughs)
2: Yeah! Joe Rogan, what does he say, train all day?
0: Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. All day, yeah. all day. <laughs> Man, he needs to get on there.
2: There's one yeah, podcast yeah. online. I don't know if you can find it after, but he's on a he's on like a podcast, and it's like it's like an hour or two hours long, and he's just blazing it up. They're smoking fucking joints, they're smoking bongs, and he is high as
1: shit. And uh, he's not talking much, but when he does talk, he's fucking lit uh see and i respect that because i do oh, most of my shows high off my ass myself so oh
2: really i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't I, I couldn't have come on here i'd be all over the place if i was high right
1: now oh well yeah i'm i'm what you call a pro <laughs> I, I've, <laughs> I've been smoking for a very long time at very high levels probably higher than i should be so it i don't really <laughs> get, i don't really get super high unless i really really overdo it i've been smoking weed all day and i Did, assume the, the the normal person probably wouldn't even notice do you buy it legally Oh or? yeah, well, I, I live in, in Michigan where uh it's where it's been uh, medically legal for quite a while, and within the last year or two they've also made it recreationally legal. I already had my medical card, but it doesn't really matter now. You can just go to you can just like I'm fucking I have a weed delivery service that I call up and <laughs> they drop off they drop off pot at my house.
2: That's freaking incredible. So are you want an indica right now? You want a sativa? You want a hybrid? Uh, What's the strand? It, it, Tell you me it, all it, about it. A-
1: well, it's an indica, but it's a hybrid indica, right? This is, I'm smoking something called blue cheese. I don't know what the, oh, exact, yeah. mix, what the, <laughs> what the exact mix is, but it is an indica uh, dominant. Um, almost everything I smoke is hybrids because that's what you're going to find out there. Very few things are, are 100% indica or a sativa. Most things yeah. you're going to find actually are indica hybrids because sativas are hard to grow and they don't normally produce as much. So the yeah. very best you're going to get is a sativa dominant, uh, um, Strain that is mixed of an indica to make it a little bit hardier and grow better,
2: right? That's what's up, man. No doubt. I mean, I just started taking Alpha Brain, oh, um, yeah. yeah, just started that on it.com. I actually just joined an on it six week challenge. Uh, I started today. Uh, I woke up today, I was 219.4. Um, I ran two and a half miles today. I ate, I had three protein shakes, drink some, uh, ate some eggs, ate some chicken. Uh, and man, I'm trying to get down to 199 pounds, you know, being with an MMA and boxing promotion, uh, these days, you know, um, I gotta be in shape, you know, being around a lot of athletes. I gotta, I can't be this fat slob, you know, that's, that's, you (laughs) know, I hope to commentate and announce and and promote all these fighters someday. The last thing I want to be is looked at like, dude, you know, you're talking all this shit, but look at you, you know, you're a mess.
1: Well, there's plenty of good reasons to be in shape uh, besides that. But that's, hey, whatever motivates you to be a healthier person is always a good thing. I have the exact opposite problem. I'm trying to gain weight. Uh, I lost a a lot of weight when I got sick. I dropped from 205 to 167, and I've been trying to gain it back ever since. Wait, Uh, you went from what? 265 to 167? No, 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 205 to 167 two oh five to one sixty seven, but I was underweight at two oh five. I'm six seven. So I'm I'm oh, not wow. a small I'm I'm not a small dude. You're and, six uh, seven? Yeah. Um, and you weigh one sixty seven? No, no, not anymore. 167 was what I weighed uh right after the uh, the first time i bothered to weigh myself after the cancer surgery
2: oh um, i'm sorry you had cancer my man I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear that brother that's okay
1: i'm fine now i got over it <laughs> I, I had kidney cancer which is the type of cancer you want to have if you if you're going to pick a cancer out uh, because it turns out you have two kidneys so you got a spare uh it, it sucked for a little while but i'm fine don't nothing no no big deal yo uh, you're a savage
2: you're a champion you're a deck full of aces you're a fucking survivor you're a fucking
1: inspiration of many people keep fucking doing
2: your thing man
1: Oh, thank you. I, I don't know about the inspiration part, but I do appreciate the words. Uh, but since then, I've managed to get myself back up to about 185. And with my new diet that I've got locked in, I'm very slowly gaining weight. But I figure it's going to be at least another year or two before I'm back up to even where I was at 205, which even then was kind of thin for uh, uh, someone my height, but not so skeletal thin as I got, obviously. Yeah, I mean, as long as you feel good, man, how do you feel? Oh fucking! Other than I, I have stomach issues. I have IBS, and it fucks with my stomach. And everyone that listens to the show has heard me whine and cry about it a whole fucking bunch. But other <laughs> than that, I feel great. Uh, physically speaking, other than my stomach issues, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling awesome. Uh, every day, I'm getting a little bit stronger because I'm on a uh, pretty extreme weightlifting program that Big Dalton over there set me up for. Uh, we call him Big Dalton because he's six one and weighs about three hundred pounds. He's a power lifter. Holy and, uh, shit. Oh, I've and the i got
0: COVID I've... fat going. I'm still 320, so I got to drop a good 20, 25 pounds yet, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, he's got me on a, uh, I work out somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour a day, five days a week, doing a weightlifting routine. Uh, and I and he's had me on it for a couple months now. And I'm just now starting to see progress. Cause what's every, your diet like? Um, very, it's very little of anything. Cause I have IBS. So I, well, it used to be I could eat anything I want. Now I can only eat like seven things. So almost oh, wow. everything everything I eat is pro- is either uh, hamburger, rice. Uh, I drink a, a something similar to a protein shake called Huel, which is supposed to be a, a like a complete uh, food replacement system. Yeah, it's it a meal tastes,
0: replacement shake.
1: Yeah, it's a real meal replacement shake. It tastes fucking horrible, but it doesn't oh. hurt my IBS. And unlike some of the protein shakes, it actually has supposedly everything that you need, a lot of fiber and minerals and proteins and stuff without sugar. Uh, so as far as it goes, it's a good product. Um, and right now, all right. between all that, I'm getting about 3000 calories a day. So I'm oh, very, wow. slowly go, I'm very slowly going up. So I should that's probably get, I should probably be at 3,500 calories really, but I can, I can only do so much. Uh, mm.
2: Dan, yeah. that's awesome, man. You know, I feel like life is like always throwing shit at you to like adjust to. And when did you get cancer? When did this whole thing happen, my man?
1: Uh, that was about two two and a half years ago it was uh, i oh found out about it in may of 2000 uh, early may of 2018 and it had my kidney removed on uh, may 22nd of 2018 uh, it oh was stage three it was stage three cancer uh about a three and a half by four inch uh tumor around my kidney encapsulating most of it Wow. Um, and yeah but I'm a lucky guy we found it completely by accident cuz when I went into the emergency room to check for a hernia uh, cuz otherwise I wouldn't have known about it cuz I had no symptoms at that point they said I should have been peeing blood I was not I felt great I was uh, ironically now if I told somebody 2 days before that I'd never felt better in my life mm.
2: <laughs> um, you dude so, you were pissing excellence
1: yeah I was pissing excellence instead of pissing blood so oh, but, and, and everyone on the podcast has heard the story cuz I've talked about it several times so uh and I certainly don't need pity or anything like that cuz as I mentioned, uh, not only is kidney cancer great because uh, you have a spare kidney and one, one kidney is all you need, kidney cancer does not respond to chemotherapy or radiation. The only option is oh. to take the kidney out, which means that's good. That means I didn't have to go through chemotherapy or radiation oh, like most okay. like most cancer survivors do, which is horrible. Don't get me wrong. Yanking out a kidney is not fun. I don't recommend it. I was fucked up for about a year and a half. Uh, mm. But I. But it's still better than the chemotherapy because some people are fucked up for the rest of their life. It lowers their immune systems and has, mm. does all kinds of horrible things to them. And I didn't have to go through any of that. So I'm a lucky motherfucker. Yeah, well, man, you it, are. it really
0: just balanced you out, right, Jax? If you think about it, you have one working eye, you got one kidney, you got uh-huh. one peck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have the sexiest voice this side of the movie trailer, guys. You guys both have a great radio voice.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I Ryan does, doesn't give himself enough credit. He sounds really good at this fucking shit, too. Everyone's like, oh, Jay's got the voice. Dude, Ryan fucking has a great radio voice as well.
2: Well, you know what I really like is that you're like the leader and you're like calm and then Ryan will pop in and he'll be like, so, and he'll just pop in. I like that. You know, it's a good dynamic, you know?
1: Oh, you, you should wait and you should hear until Ryan does, uh, rages out on something. That's that, that's Man. something to hear. Everyone while, he'll get pissed off about something and go off and just raw, like, well, you, <laughs> you can see him hulking out over there.
2: Ryan, get pissed for me. What, what, ups, you know, what's the problem, problem of the day? What's the, what's the, the, the episode of the day? I need to hear something.
0: Goddamn, I don't know if we really have anything, so we may have to go back out to the well. Uh, I want to say that we love Mel Gibson here. <laughs> Fuck anybody that doesn't like Mel Gibson for trying to bring Puerto Rico into the movie theaters and thinking that he's some sort of anti-Semite. Mel Gibson number one, Merka number one. <laughs> Hell yeah.
2: Is that Alex Jones? <laughs> Is that Alex Jones? Is that is this? Is That's definitely Alex Jones. This ain't no Ryan. Frogs are
0: gay. <laughs>
2: man, I thought they discontinued your ass. <laughs> I'm oh,
1: canceled,
2: man. Man. yeah, right. Yeah. Oh man, that was great. Yeah. That was epic stuff. But...
1: Yeah. Well, well, shit, Kev. We're gonna wrap up the show here in a couple of minutes. Did you have anything that you wanted to say or cover before we let you? Before we get you out of here, man. Listen here.
2: This is Kevin Barbers. From classic entertainment and sports. I need everybody to stay tuned for our next fight announcement. We got some big news on the horizon. We got new creative ideas. We got rising stars. We got new personalities. We got a lot of big things coming. So please stay tuned. It might be a name or a promotion that you've never heard of from a state that you never heard of. Rhode Island, the smallest state in the country. But we pack a big punch. And we are going to give the coronavirus the biggest knockout punch this world has ever seen. So when we come back with classic entertainment and sports, not just boxing, not just MMA, we are the only national promotional company in the world to promote both live championship boxing and the uh, mixed martial arts, the fastest growing sport in the world. So all I can say is please stay tuned.
1: Very nice, my friend. Very nice. So uh, before you know... we
0: let you go, now that I heard this Rhode Island thing, how do you feel? So, we've been talking about kind of uncluttering the U.S. a little bit. How do you feel about Connecticut just buying Rhode Island? Yes or no? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I, I I have no clue how to what to. I mean, man, I'm at a point right now where I'm dealing. I'm sending out. I'm in communications with a lot of different athletic commissions and, and casinos so i don't know exactly how that would work um you know the different states some states we have a lot of some states one state we have a good i, I don't want to say exactly who and what but you know one state we have a good relationship with the other is kind of wishy-washy but you know we're trying to uh do what we can you know i, I don't know necessarily know what would be better if connecticut bought our island but all i can say is Fucking stay tuned, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. You know what, Kev? I want to thank you for uh, calling into the show. Uh, I want to uh, uh, extend an official offer to have you call in whenever you want. It was a great show. I really enjoyed talking with you. And seriously, call in whenever you like, dude. Uh, I, uh, you're, you're good fun.
2: Hey, I really appreciate that, man. Keep doing your thing. Thank you for, thank you for doing this. Thank you for setting this up. And uh, I'm glad I was able to find a way on. Cause uh, it yeah, didn't look too, too uh, it didn't look too promising for a minute there. I had to use my mom's uh, my mom's uh, iPod iPad. So
1: <laughs> I made it work. Yeah, you made it work, sir. Uh, yeah. So seriously, call him whatever you like, man. And you have a great night. We'll see. You, we'll see you some other time.
2: No doubt. Talk to you soon. Thanks again. All right. Right. You have a great right,
1: night. Thanks, brother. Bye. Yep. What a great guy. I enjoy talking with him quite a bit. I'm serious. Well, I'm serious when I say I hope he calls back again. Uh, well, I think we're gonna call that a show though. I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Uh, We can't do the show without you guys. Uh, Matter of fact, it was you guys that suggested that we have Kevin on, which made it for a great show. I want to thank my co-host, Big Dalton, uh, which also made for a great show. Couldn't do it without him. Dalton, you got anything before we get out of here?
0: Uh, Yeah, as always, we always got a couple things. Uh, Number one, uh, I would like to echo the sediments there. Great call there. Uh, Mr. Kevin, sir, my state neighbor, I guess it would be. (laughs) Yeah. in the, the small land of Rhode Island until we buy you, and then you'll be on the payroll. Uh, but yeah, definitely call in anytime. time. Uh, I don't know if folks have let you know, but we do fight companions now and then where Jay goes to bed super early, and I say stay up and uh, talk crap through the UFC fights on Saturday nights. So I believe we have a card this Saturday, so we should be making our triumphant return. And who knows, Jay, maybe you'll stay up till. Till seven nineteen.
1: Ooh, maybe. Don't count on it, though. <laughs> Lazy son, bitch.
0: But other than <laughs> that, only one thing I have to say to everyone out there, and I say this with all the love in my heart, which is none. Fuck all
1: y'all. <laughs> Everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at six. Bye bye.